Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. It's the Advertising Show. Welcome back for another great weekend here with uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. You can visit online at adage.com. Advertising Show is a big radio midgets production, and uh, it's it's kind of a change of venue this week, Brad, because of a very uh, special event going on here in our home market of Houston, Texas. It's uh, uh, with the Houston Ad Advertising Federation, and we're going to talk about that. And and because of that, the uh, the vice president of uh, Daimler Chrysler that we were going to have on this week is uh, going to be uh, rescheduled for a later time. But uh, this week we've got Rance Crane, who is president of Crane Communications and editor and publisher of Advertising Age magazine. Why do we have Rance on the phone? Well, because he's going to be here in Houston. So we look forward to the visit as well. So a lot of good things coming up in the next couple of hours here. How are you doing? Well, doing great. I'm looking forward to a return visit, I guess, from Rance. I can't remember the date. Ray. I don't have that handy, Ray, but gosh, it was at least three years ago was oh, the least, last yeah. time we right. had Rance on the show. And, uh, and you're right. The American, I'm sorry, the Advertising Education Foundation of Houston is sponsoring a uh, breakfast, uh, a series of breakfast, as a matter of fact, to, to raise funds for their foundation. And, uh, Rance will be a, Guest speaker, I guess, Friday, October 28th. And if you want to be involved, this is the shameless plug portion of the show. Yes. If you want to attend that event, I guess you could go to www. Notice I put did all three of those put W's, the in. W's in there, Brad. I did. Come uh, over I don't here, know let me why. slap you. Okay. Yes, uh, haf.org. Hey, by the way, when you, and so go to haf.org if you'd like to learn more about that. Yeah. You ever hear people trying to do the W's and sometimes they leave one out? They just, they say WW and it's like, you think people are going online and just putting two in? They probably are. <laughs> that, those if, that need that? If they have an old computer, they'd have a heck of a problem there, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the event is uh, coming up this Friday, though, uh, here in the Houston market. And uh, yeah. it'll be October uh, 20th. Yeah. I guess when you want to do something good and catch people's attention, you pull out the big guns, right? Mm-hmm. That's what that's right. So this is good. So well, Rance, uh, Rance is on the phone. I, I, I'm assuming Rance is in uh, uh, New York. I didn't ask him where he was calling from. but uh, I didn't either. The last time we had Rance on, he was in Florida at his uh, uh, residence down that way. But mm-hmm. I didn't didn't qualify that. I know he just got back from uh, Puerto Rico, which uh, has been in the news, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Our friend George Lois, uh, recent uh, guest here and, and frequent guest here on the advertising show, gave a, uh, a speak a speech at that event that uh, we're referring to in Puerto Rico, and we'll talk a little bit about that later in the hour, because as usual, George uh, pulled no punches. He doesn't know how not to pull punches. Though, <laughs> no, he, he doesn't. No, that's good. He doesn't. And as far as Rance being in the Keys this weekend, that would not be a good place to be okay. It's, you know, yeah. that's that's a good point. So right. chances are, if he, is in, uh, if he is in Florida, we'll hear. Yeah, really, in the background. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He'll be wearing his seatbelt on his his air on the Henry Miller chair in there. (laughs) (laughs) We've uh, we've often talked about the uh, obesity issues and how everybody's pointing the fingers at different uh, organizations or or food outlets or whatever. And interesting thing happened this past week, Ray. The National Restaurant Association is all uh, excited about a bill passed by Congress this past Wednesday. Or uh, past Wednesday, yeah. I love the name of it, too, the Cheeseburger Bill. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you're familiar, yes. and so maybe for our worldwide audience listening uh, in different parts of the world, we 
welcome you, by the way, and maybe you're not aware, but here in the uh, here in the U.S., we have had issues with regard to blaming various uh, sources for the problems. And Ray and I have said often, uh, the problem really isn't with the food establishments; it's probably with uh, mm-hmm. you know some other sources, such as parenting or whatever. But apparently, the uh, uh, NRA, not the Rifle Association, but the Restaurant Association, mm-hmm. is all excited about this uh, new bill that was passed, which would uh, prevent frivolous obesity-related lawsuits against restaurants who say the food is making them fat. So mm-hmm. uh, cor- according to a, a Gallup poll, by the way, related to this, uh, uh, 90% of Americans surveyed believe that the fast food or the food industry in general should not be blamed for issues related to obesity and overweight. So right. uh, good for the House of uh, Representatives to have passed this important bill. And for once, our government officials are listening, I suppose. Uh, Representative Tom DeLay actually was at a McDonald's uh, earlier this week. No, wait, he was in. No, he was in court. That's right. Yeah. Um, They they said the legislation doesn't block all illegal action against the food industry. A lawsuit would still be permitted if a person got sick from contaminated food, possibly fingers, uh, other things like that. You see, (laughs) yes, the fingers at uh, the finger sandwiches at Wendy's are quite good. (laughs) Don't have them. (laughs) They don't have them. They had them for a moment. Their shake machine is broken, and no finger sandwiches this week. So Rance Crane's going to be honest with. uh, here just a few minutes away on the advertising show. Brad, we need to break here and, and get uh, Joe Jaffe uh, racked up and ready to roll for uh, a different perspective here on the advertising show. If you dare to risk seeing the world from a new point of view, join us now for a different perspective featuring author and new marketing consultant Joseph Jaffe. Blogs, what are they and why exactly should you care? Well, blogs stand for weblogs. Think of them in a way as online diaries. And just like a diary updates itself chronologically, so does a blog, except that it is reverse chronological. Blogs combine a series of web functionalities or tactics. Message boards, email, just a plain website, a homepage, if you will. But it's really three, maybe four things that I think separate blogs from anything that has come before it. First of all, it is so easy for anybody to set up their own blog. It could be your mother, it could be your grandmother, it could be you. And it certainly could be a company. It could be someone like Bob Lutz, Vice Chairman of General Motors, or Bob Parsons, who's the CEO of GoDaddy. Everybody seems to be doing it nowadays. But the three things that strike my mind about blogs are the following. They are bite-sized nuggets, they are non-linear, and they are completely two-way pieces of communication, a true dialogue. I would continue, but it's time for me to go blogging myself. This has been A Different Perspective, featuring Joseph Jaffe, president of new marketing consulting practice Jaffe LLC, and author of Life After the 30-Second Spot. To learn more, log on to getthejuice.com. I'll have some juice. Thank you very much. <laughs> a little orange, maybe some cranberry mixed in. That's Joe Jaffe on the Advertising Show. It's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth about to bring on Rance Crane, uh, the uh, long-time career at uh, Crane Communications. What, who would have thunk? You know, as a reporter for Advertising Age and its uh, Washington Bureau, later working in the New York and Chicago offices of that publication. Working in Chicago, we're going to need to find out from Rance how he feels about the World Series, Brad. I think that would be a good concept. I'd like to see, get his take on that. He'd probably say the Yankees, but they're not playing. But uh, are you there? Did you go away? Okay, we lost. 
Brad's microphone here. Well, we'll just Test? keep on talking. Oh, there you go. Test. That's very good. Yes. One, yeah. two. <laughs> okay. I did hear the feed, though, and I'm getting a little feedback in my headphones. But other than that, it's kind of enjoyable. Is it really? There we go. There you go. Now we're back. Okay, good. So anyway, wonder if uh, Rance will be rooting for the uh, the Cubs or the, the Houston Astros. Well, you better not root for the Cubs because they're out. <laughs> He's going to be in Houston later this week. You well, it would be the Sox, the White Sox. The Sox, that's what I meant, yeah. 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 So we'll see what happens. Hey, real quickly, Ray, I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, a website a website pretending to be Yahoo uh, carried a fake news article this past week saying Chinese troops had invaded Okinawa. Did you hear about this? No. <laughs> Say that again? Yeah. A well, website? Uh, the bog- yeah, the bogus news site carried the fake article claiming to be a, a Kyoto news story by a correspondent in the United States. The story p- and reads, uh, reads in part, Chinese troops invaded Okinawa in the pre-dawn hours of Tuesday morning, U.S. Uh, Department of Defense officials said, and a link was attached to the actual Yahoo site. And uh, i got to tell you, this is this is going to be a concern for the uh, legitimacy of uh, news online. With that kind tell of me about it. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> there's a lot of stuff up in the air that really needs to be uh, watched carefully, so to speak. So we've got Rance Crane on in just a minute on the advertising show. It's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, and we'll have Rance for both uh, hour number one and hour number two. Stick around. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Hey, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? Sure. You taste seven kinds of fruit in Hawaiian punch. Seven kinds of fruit in Hawaiian punch. Hawaiian punch is made with seven kinds of fruit for a one-of-a-kind fruit taste. And, uh, Brad, how about a nice Hawaiian punch, huh? Mm, okay. It goes with the shirt. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Rance Crane is our special guest today on the Advertising Show this hour and next. Rance is president of Crane Communications, editor and publisher of Advertising Age magazine. And uh, we're going to learn a lot more about Rance. We, You and I were talking about uh, the fact that we had Rance. It must have been about uh, three years ago on, on the mm-hmm. show. Is that about right? So it is so great to have Rance back. And the reason for Rance's appearance on today's show is a very important event uh, taking place here in our uh, home market of Houston, and that is uh, to do with the the, uh, the uh, scholarship fund that uh, the Houston Ad Federation has put together. And, of course, Rance is uh, going to be helping those folks, uh, you know, get more awareness of that. So Rance, by the way, is in Orlando. And, Rance, it is so good to have you back here on the advertising show. Well, Welcome great, back. Great to be with you guys, as always. Thank you. Yeah, Rance, and uh, so you're in Orlando because you like the breeze and the rain. What, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, I can't. I like to be in the eye of the storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I live here. I live in Orlando. I'm full time. I do, and I uh, commute up to New York or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and uh, luckily for us, we uh, we spend the summer in Cape Cod, so that's a pretty nice life. Yeah. yeah, and you know, for those that aren't aware, you 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 be, you grew up in Chicago. Yes. Your father f- founded uh, Advertising Age. In some 1916. Many... Yeah, 1916. Well, he, he founded our company in 1916, and and Ad Age, of course, is 75 years old this year. Yeah, and I mean, think think about it. A trade publication, a uh, 75-year-old trade publication in any industry is quite a feat, and in a changing industry such as advertising, quite a uh, 
quite a, an accomplishment. And you being a Chicagoan yourself, uh, let's tie this uh, question into advertising and marketing. With the White Sox and the Astros, not the two best uh, well-known names in Major League Baseball uh, or the best well-known brands, are they going to have as much cachet, no matter who wins the series, in bringing uh, national ad dollars to endorsements from uh, the stars of whatever team happens to, to, to win? Yeah, probably not. Probably, uh, uh, I would imagine uh, they would not. But on the other hand, for for baseball purists, they play some really great baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the game the other night when the White Sox? The thing about the White Sox that I like, even though I'm a Cub fan, um, but the thing about the White Sox that I like is they can actually bring in somebody from the bullpen that can get guys out. <laughs> How many games have you seen where maybe the uh, home team has a three or four um, um, run lead and then they have to go into their bullpen and their bullpen just gives up four or five runs and they lose the game? Right. That's the problem with the Cubs. They have no bullpen at all. But, boy, those White Sox, they can mow them down. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. No matter who, you know, no matter the, the name of the team and the following, uh, if you're a, a baseball purist, uh, you're going to follow this series. And, uh, you know, gosh, it's a, it's a great time for the White Sox to return and for the Astros' mm-hmm. first visit. It should be an interesting uh, series nonetheless because it's a great matchup. Let's jump into some uh, hot questions. I'll tell you one, one area where, it's, uh, where I think the World Series is going to have tremendous, tremendous impact, and that's in the Hispanic market hmm. because of, of uh, the manager of the White Sox being from Venezuela and having all kinds of Hispanic guys on the team. Um, I, I think uh, that's where um, the endorsements are going to come in the Hispanic market. Well, that's a very good point. I hadn't thought about that, but you're exactly right with the uh, the, uh, the pitcher the other night for the uh, Sox. Yes. Uh, as well as the manager for the White Sox yeah. and other, yeah, you, you make a very good point. Uh, and I've always wanted to be uh, involved in sports or a sports talk show, so that was our experience right there, Ray. Okay. <laughs> I think so. We can keep going on that subject if you want to. <laughs> you can talk a little about golf because you know I have a golf publication outside of uh, Crane Communications. Oh, really? Called, called Golf Week. Okay. We can talk don't, about that. Don't, don't get Ray started. Ray, <laughs> no. Ray will. Uh, Ray won't give up on that. No, let's no. Jump, we'll let, go three hours here. <laughs> let's jump into some ad-related stuff. You know, if you're in advertising or marketing or the media industry, it's a fascinating time we're all living in right now. No question. And uh, I'm curious, uh, Rance, do you feel that marketers today are moving away from traditional forms of advertising because it's the it thing to do now? Well, yeah. Uh, there's no question about that, that uh, everybody seems to be ganging up on the 30-second spot. And they seem to be determined to convince everybody that it's just not effective because of various reasons that we've all heard, like audiences are fragmenting, there's no such thing as a mass market anymore, all that kind of thing. But... I think there's some deeper reasons for it than that, and forgive me if I'm a little bit cynical about this. Um, I think that, um, you know, one of the things that drives uh, creativity and has made uh, uh, 
creativity a watchword in bygone years is the fact that they were able to uh, establish it across a mass market in magazines and television. And I really am beginning to feel that um, both marketers and advertise and and agencies don't have the stomach to risk uh, creativity anymore because it's too erratic. You cannot predict when your ads are going to be creative and when they're going to work really well. So I think uh, on both the the uh, big uh, um, agency conglomerates part and on the part of the marketer, they're moving to other forms of communication that are frankly safer and more predictable and where you can get more uh, predictable revenue streams from that kind of promotion. Well, you know, with all the talk about uh, ROI and being accountable for marketing dollars and the return on investment, I'm curious if uh, if this has also impacted the typical, well, not say typical, let's just say the uh, risk-taking that we used to see more frequently 10, 15, 20 years ago than we do today. I think that's absolutely right. Um, because, uh, as I said, creativity and having, you know, hitting a home run with a great with a great idea and a great ad campaign is very difficult and it doesn't happen very often does it no. so so a lot of marketers and agencies and especially the big agencies i think are just sort of saying let's not risk it let's have a sort of a predictable kind of communications and so they're using all kinds of other marketing services uh, and and now the big agency conglomerates are finding that more profitable anyway. Interesting. We're going to continue our conversation with our special guest today, Rance Crane, president of Crane Communications, editor and publisher of Advertising Age magazine uh, down in Orlando today. They'll also be giving hurricane reports a little bit later on. <laughs> and we'll talk golf, maybe. Ray Shellens and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show back in a minute. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. You're like no other babe ever born. You're fabulous, babe. You know how to reach out and show your love, babe. You're fabulous, babe. You're one of the boys, but you're a real girl, babe. You're fabulous, babe. You're a beautiful thing to be close to, babe. Guests at the advertising show today get a free sample of Babe. You see, we picked one up at Kmart, I think it was, or something. We're giving them out. It's great. It's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the advertising show. Our special guest is Rance Crane, president of Crane Communications and editor-in-chief of Advertising Age magazine, talking to Rance out of Orlando uh, this this uh, weekend. And uh, happy to have uh, Rance on the show. We, uh, we've we got a special event coming up here in our home market of Houston, which we're going to talk about here during the show. Before we get back to the interview, let's check in with what's going on with our wacky world of marketing right now. And now it's time for the wacky world of marketing. Wacky world of marketing. Here's your host, Bruce Abbott. Our wacky update heads to St. Louis, where Anheuser-Busch is pulling the plug on its drinking game called Bud Pong. 
The brewer claims the game is supposed to be played with water, not beer. Bud Pong is played by bouncing ping pong balls into cups, with players taking a drink if they lose a point. Beer wholesalers distributed the game to bars in 18 states. Anheuser Busch says it's ending the promotion after the New York Times reported the cups were being filled with beer instead of water. Gee, didn't see that coming. Anheuser Busch maintains there's nothing strange about a brewer promoting a water drinking game. The company says it doesn't want Bud Pong to conflict with a $500 million campaign to promote responsible drinking. And that, my friends, is the wacky world of marketing. This program was written and produced by Bruce Abbott, executive producer of the Advertising Show. Join us next time when we uncover the strange, the bizarre, and unfortunately, the true wacky world of marketing. I could just see the press conference for that particular thing. All the guys sitting around in, in uh, uh, those things. Uh, what am I thinking of? The uh, the uh, the uh, Animal House things. The toga, togas, yes, exactly, togas, yeah. exactly. Bud Pong, Hesseri, Bud Light, who would be the source for the water type stuff. Back with Rance Crane here, the uh, editor in chief of Advertising Age magazine. Rance, it is so good to have you on the Advertising Show. It's great to be with you. Yeah, Rance, and we were just talking last segment about uh, you know just more more uh, about risk taking or the lack thereof, and uh, advertisers and marketers moving away from traditional. Forms of advertising, and uh, let me let me get your take on this. This past summer, Rance, you wrote about how Procter and Gamble, the world's largest advertiser, isn't sure whether emotional appeals or product demonstrations work best in driving sales. Now, as I read that uh, nice, uh, well done feature in, in Advertising Age magazine, I'm, I'm asking myself: Shouldn't a company with a three billion dollar ad budget have a better grip on things? Yeah, <laughs> you, you would certainly think so, wouldn't yeah. you? You know, in many ways, uh, I, I I think that the, the advertising business hasn't progressed much from a hundred years ago, in which uh, remember that uh, great uh, merchant uh, Henry Wanamaker said that half of my advertising is wasted. I just don't know what half. <laughs> well, in, in reality. You know, we talk about ROI, and we talk about all kinds of measurements, and we talk about um, w- what makes advertising more effective. But I don't think we really know very much. Um, nobody concerned because if they did, if we really knew a lot about what makes advertising effective, well, it would all be effective, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. But have you ever seen? Any uh, companies stumble more than oh General Motors or Coca-Cola mm-hmm. in trying to come up with advertising, and even Pepsi-Cola, which has uh, traditionally done a better job, its slogan today is "It's the cola." <laughs> well, my goodness, <laughs> they're investing millions and millions and millions of dollars employing the greatest advertising minds from BBDO and elsewhere, and that's all they can come up with? <laughs> I, I, I just think it's, it's, it's shocking, and it's no wonder that, um, that advertisers and agencies are sort of throwing in the towel and saying, uh, you know, we're a public, we're, they're both publicly held companies, obviously, the big, you know, me, uh, agency conglomerates. They can't afford uh, such uncertainty. They've got to have very certain 
uh, profitable and, uh, and cash flows. Um, and they can't do it with w- trying to bet on what ads are going to be creative and what ads are going to uh, uh, break the bank. They just can't depend on that anymore. And yet, if you if you look uh, Rance at the at the big uh, winners today from the past uh, ten fifteen years, it are, it, it are those br- they are those brands that really have taken some risk. The Nikes, the the, yeah. the Starbucks, those that have decided to go a different direction than the rest of the crowd and break out and do something differently. They they seem to be the ones, uh, and those are only two examples. There are many yeah. others. Those, these are the winners. And so, why wouldn't large um, companies look at uh, the risk-taking of others and the benefits of, of, of such, and do a little bit of that themselves. Well, because, you know, there's not much risk-taking going on anywhere, is there? Uh, unfortunately, uh, most companies are very uh, uh, wedded to quarterly profits, and, and, the, and, the, and the, uh, the stock market is a very, very tough taskmaster. If you mess up your quarterly earnings... The stock market will just beat you up unrelentingly, and most companies just don't have the stomach to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's too many people, stock options riding on on uh, on smooth earnings, and if you're off by as much as a penny or two, or even if you're, this is the really funny part about it. Even if you're up. And you've seen some companies uh, that were um, producing pretty good profits, and actually they were up over the year, be- the comparable year before. The street doesn't think it's enough, mm-hmm. and so in its wisdom, they beat the stock down, even though they did better than they did before. <laughs> so there is no way to appease this beast of Wall Street. And, but, and yet, and yet, a more recent entrant, uh, Google, into the public market yeah. has, uh, is hardly anything but traditional. And, and look at their stock price. Well, yeah, I mean, it went up thirty-five dollars on Friday uh, because their revenues were some huge and the profits were some huge multiple. I think seven times what they were be uh, in the comparable period before, and that certainly is completely non-traditional advertising. Mm-hmm. And and that's why uh, advertisers probably love it because there is no creativity needed at all there. I mean, all you do is um, you know uh, run your ad next to uh, a, a key search word, and it pops up when they when they come up with the uh, the search word. Mm-hmm. How creative is that? But it's very <laughs> very certain, right. and mm-hmm. that's why it's stealing advertising at an alarming rate. Interesting. Let's talk a little bit about ad agencies. Uh, there's been a lot of reviews in the news lately. Major advertisers like Morgan Stanley, Volkswagen, L.L. Bean, BMW, and others are, have announced reviews. And I'm curious about your take on this. Are advertisers' rants seeking a silver bullet for their marketing challenges today and therefore not as patient as they once were with their ad agencies or, for that matter, their CMOs? Yeah, probably. But you know what? There's always been, haven't there, there's always been... Um, agency reviews that come along for uh, no good reason, really, except that they've got a new CMO in there who wants to uh, make um, his or her mark on the company. And 
it's kind of pathetic, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> yeah. most most CMOs only stick around for two or three years, and then they're gone. And what better way to make a uh, uh, a mark on the company or to to uh, add to their resume in that they've been through a full blown agency review? Uh, yeah. you, you know, there's millions of reasons why you might put a um, uh, account into review and and. And only one of them is because their sales are down. There's so many other reasons. Hey, uh, we're going to have to pick up on that uh, next hour, Rance. We've got to take a break here. Uh, Rance Crane is our special guest on the Advertising Show, Editor-in-Chief of Advertising Age with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. We'll be back with more in just a minute. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. You love it's the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth and our share of Double Mint Gum and other classic spots. Love those spots. They're, it's fun to hear them again. Rats I, Crane, I fell in love with one of the twins when I was about eight. Which one? do You, you don't know. Well, the, two, the two that looked alike. The they were blondes. <laughs> Double Shoulder length hair. <laughs> I see. Okay. Yeah. Either one would be fine. Rance Crane's going to be back with us. Rance is in Orlando. Uh, uh, measuring wind speed uh, for Wilma, uh, yeah. actually for the Weather Channel. He's got an assignment uh, for the Weather Channel instead of Jim Cantori. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> Editor-in-Chief of Advertising Age magazine. And we still want to talk about the event uh, in Houston as well. Uh, hopefully uh, we're going to talk about that next hour, right? Correct? Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, every week we look at the upside and the downside of advertising. And there's a lot of both. This week it just happens to be good. And now it's time for the Advertising Show Advertising Showcase, an outstanding example of on-target advertising. For the good stuff, here's Ray and Brad. So what's in the oven this week? Hmm? Well, be- before we jump into that, there's a little uh, white uh, mustache across the top of your lip. Could you remove that, Ray? Yes, that's milk. Yes, exactly. And that's a great lead-in for today's Advertiser mm-hmm. Showcase. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. Drum roll, please. Yes. Uh, well, it's the California Milk uh, Processor Board that we're going to be featuring today, and it's an outstanding uh, spot entitled Caught. Uh, Goodby Silverstein is the uh, agency out of San Francisco, and if you've not seen the spot, very quickly I'll, I'll describe this. The uh, spot opens with a sports anchorman sitting at the desk with a TV screen behind him, and uh, the anchorman, Jack, uh, looks up from his paperwork and says, Home run, hit, home run hitter Dave Layden was pulled from last night's game after testing positive for a performance-enhancing substance. <laughs> Next, we see file footage coming from the locker room. The substance, said to help rebuild muscles and maintain bone strength, was found in the hitter's locker room before the game. And now we go to a shot of the uh, coach holding up a carton of milk in the locker room. Next, we see all of these microphones shoved in Dave Layden's uh, face, and he says, uh, I don't know how this got here. And uh, the anchor man continues to say the slugger will be suspended until further notice. Dave Layden is now shown driving away from the stadium. He rolls down his window and says to a couple of reporters, I think I'm being unfairly singled out. This stuff is everywhere. 
Uh, you can buy it in broad daylight. It's on everyone's uh, it's about on every everyone's corner here. And then some reporter speaks out, "Did you pour?" And then he says, "Thanks, guys. That's it," and rolls his window up. <laughs> and then at the end, of course, we have the got milk uh, right. white type on black background and the voiceover got milk. Now, you know, Ray, I, I think you've seen this spot. I know I uh, thought when I first saw it, it it's a, just an outstanding example of how to superbly engage the viewer by basing. Uh, a scenario on a real-world uh, current topic of drugs and professional sports, which is certainly all in the news. Sure. And it ties in beautifully in a, a tongue-in-cheek, humorous way with the uh, benefits of milk. And, you know, I, I could elaborate, but, you, you know, something as simple and yet as funny and as memorable as this spot uh, that mm-hmm. I can only assume is airing in uh, sports-related uh, programming on television uh, is is really just kind of the best example of simplicity yet taking current topical uh, content and tying it into a humorous scenario and an outstanding execution. So congratulations to the California Milk Processors Board and their agency, Goodby Silverstein and Partners, San Francisco, for this week's Advertiser Showcase item of and the week. You might recall we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about the fact that they're getting away from it being yeah. Uh, a specific thing, but it sounds like they've done a good job of maintaining the core uh, creative and the core brand, uh, but branching out a little bit and also You're tying exact- it into the uh, to the series as well. You're exactly right. They yeah. they uh, they've done a great job of keeping uh, some consistently consistency, but yet maintaining some freshness to the. Uh, to the uh, creative line, and uh, gosh, it's a, if you haven't seen the spot, uh, next time you see it, I'm sure you'll That's all good. agree, and they've done a great job. So now that just perpetuates the opportunity for a lot of local advertisers to put Got Your Name Here <laughs> yeah. on their billboards and advertising. Please don't do that, okay? Yeah, that's a that's a bad thing to do. It's called Good, uh, copycat strategy. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Let's get real creative here, folks. The sixty minutes is on tonight. Uh, uh, the viewers of the uh, news magazine uh, will notice a slight change in the next episode of the Sunday Night Show. I doubt that anybody in Houston will be watching sixty minutes. So, unfortunately, the two million dollars that Phillips Electronics spent on the show will fall on deaf ears <laughs> here in Houston. But, yeah. but basically, advertising be dominated by a single sponsor, Phillips, which is paying a reported $2 million to air six and a half minutes of advertising against the hit show. The only other ads will be network promos and local ads. As a result, the show's editorial time will be increased by a little more than five minutes. So very interesting. So $2 million bucks tonight's uh, 60 minutes is what uh, Phillips Electronics is all about. How do you feel about that? Well, I like the idea that they add uh, content, uh, as as in the old days with the uh, oh gosh, uh, the uh, <laughs> the movie. Uh, who's the card maker? And we know this, Ray. The uh, card maker. Oh, Hallmark. Hallmark. Yes, they yes, used to. Yeah, they used to promote the entire. Or used to sponsor an entire movie, and as a result, you you got more movie and less commercials, and there was some value there. And sure. I thought that was a. Uh, a great idea years ago that they used to do. I'm sure they, I think they still do, but not as often. Well, everything here, that Hallmark here, does is an absolutely incredible. Yeah, wow. and they do it. They align themselves with great, great movies and great content. But hey, here's a good example of not just plastering your name uh, on, on an existing program and saying, okay, we just want to be the sole advertiser, but they're giving something back to the viewer by adding uh, content, oh, yeah. extending the content of what you would normally get from 60 Minutes. So that's mm-hmm. got to be a good thing, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, yeah. the, who was the gentleman that we had on from... Uh, uh, was it Larry Jones from TV Land, Nick at Night? No, well, it wasn't. It was, no, it, he was the the person we had on, and his name escapes me. But it, he was the creative director at TV Land. Okay, okay. And uh, maybe well, we can look it up on our site. 
This is, this is a good thing. We could do that. Uh, huh. TV Land is hiring a consulting firm to conduct a study on baby boomers and entertainment and uh, present its findings to its advertisers. Baby boomers are such an important part of TV Land's success that it's natural for us to take the uh, lead in learning what uh, their expectations are from the entertainment industry, and that's according to uh, Larry Jones, who is the press of uh, Nick at Night and TV Land. So, hmm. Interesting, huh? Are you a big uh, follower of uh, Donald Trump and his hair? No, not really. Well, it, this is crazy. In an exclusive interview with ABC Radio, Trump is quoted as saying, the poorly rated Martha Stewart spinoff, The Apprentice, has caused his own version of the show to lose viewers. This is Trump uh, also has said he thinks there was confusion between Martha's appearance and his own. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know about you, Ray, no, but okay, you're both using the the term apprentice and you have the same producer, Burnett, uh, that's handling all of that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, do we not know the difference between Martha and Donald's version? I mean, we, we've said here on the show frequently that Martha so? has a female appeal in everything that she does, and she's trying to take a highly male-oriented uh, franchise, if you will, with uh, Trump's uh, apprentice following that he had, and bring it into her version of it. And, you know, women, who is the uh, they're the attractive market for Martha, uh, you know, men are not going to watch Martha be Martha in a uh, in a business type uh, environment. I don't think, even though it's a reality show, and and yet here here Trump is blaming his uh, poor ratings on Martha. She just can't she just can't get uh, away from all this. No, she really can't. I don't. I, yeah. That makes no sense whatsoever. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. We've got uh, Patrick Meyer up with us uh, next hour. The marketing insider, also Jeffrey M- Gittimer is uh, with us as well. Uh, who else? Andy Borowitz. You know, uh, Tom DeLay's been in the news as of late, as, as, as we all know. And uh, that'll all be next hour, along with uh, Rance Crane, our special guest this week on the advertising show. Rance is president of Crane Communications and is editor-in-chief of Advertising Age magazine. So we'll talk with, uh, with Rance again next hour as well. Lots of good stuff to come, too. Don't forget to go to our website to find out more. You can go to theadvertisingshow.com and find out a whole bunch of stuff about the industry and about what's cooking. And uh, you can also uh, take those uh, those pre-recorded interviews that we've had in the past and take them anywhere you wish. Podcast and RSS is now up and running on the Advertising Show website. The Advertising Show, brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. This is a Big Radio Midgets production. Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. It's the Advertising Show, hour number two. Thanks for coming back with us here. The Advertising Show being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. We've got Rance Crane back with us this hour, president of Crane Communications and editor-in-chief of Advertising Age magazine. Patrick Meyer is going to join us. Jeffrey Gittimer is here as well, as along with Andy Borowitz, too. Just a whole bunch of good stuff going on. So uh, stick around. It'll be fun. We guarantee it. And... Uh, Let's see, what else did I want to say? Oh, this is funny. I haven't heard this commercial. It's for Nissan. It's for the uh, uh, the Titan trucks. And apparently, Nissan Motor reported receiving fewer than 10 complaints for an ad about its Titan trucks that incorporates the whistling theme from the bridge on the River Kwai. 
because of the uh, tunes association with Japan's mistreatment of POWs during World War II, the ad which was created by uh, the Omnicom Group, the agency uh, TBWHI at Day, they will continue to air the ad, but it will be with different music because they got fewer than 10 complaints about the ad. What do you think about that, Brian? Well, gosh, 10 complaints. 10 complaints. And they pulled the spot. What do you think? I don't think it was a real good idea to do that, basically. I, I guess, well, you know, you, if you picked it to begin with, then you, you, it makes you look stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I, they didn't think it through, you're right. But, uh, you know, I guess you trying to be politically correct and please all, you know, groups, ethnic groups and others, uh, yeah. it's it's a tough uh, tough way to go. But uh, I guess to be to the safe side... You pull, you pull, you re, uh, you revoice the, or you, you redo the music and keep the, your uh, investment in your spot, and you yeah, continue on. And truth is, I wonder how many uh, viewers actually noticed the difference. That would be the bigger question. Here, huh? <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What you got there? Well, I was going to tell you. I don't know if you're familiar with Bluefly. It's an online store for trendy clothes and accessories, and they've just mm-hmm. launched a national ad campaign to answer the. Uh, burning question, why do women shop? I know that's always on the tip of your tongue, Ray. Uh, <laughs> right. And they're, they're using an image of a woman standing naked in, naked in front of her closet, which, of course, got my attention on this news item. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, 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 the campaign, that's why I, butter, I, I blue fly. Uh, I get all You're tied up flustered, here just aren't you? looking at this visual here. i got to uh-huh. hold my hand over it as I read this. Uh, that That's why Bluefly is the uh, first campaign in five years that aims to transform the site from a discount site to a trendier one. And here here becomes the question. Uh, Bluefly has shot an alter- alternate versions of the uh, print and TV ads because of the different media standards for nudity. Uh, both the censored and the uncensored version can be found on the company's website. But my question to you, Ray, is uh, we all know women, you know, check each other out. Hey, look at her hair, look at her, you know, whatever. But having a nude woman on your, you know, in your commercials could be could backfire because a large number of men could be going uh, to your website and checking it out, whereas women, I'm not sure if it's going, you know, too far in the idea that women check each other out by having a person, a, a young female nude here mm-hmm. on, on their spot. And I say nude, it's from the backside. Yeah, we're, we're seeing it right now as we speak you see here. It? Yeah, it's quite interesting. Speaking of that... <clears throat> see, you're all tongue-tied. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You, you're what worthless. Have? <laughs> I'm worthless. <laughs> you know what it says here? This is, this is from uh, the New York Times. No, no, it's not either. Where is it? The New York Post. A sex may draw a person to an ad, but it won't help him or her to remember the product. A new study <laughs> by research firm Media Analyzer found that both men and women are less inclined to recall a brand when it uses sex as a selling point. So we asked, we asked our listeners now, what was that thing that we were just talking about? And they <laughs> yeah. go, I don't know. What was that website well, again? Hold on. And, and notice I didn't say the name of the website because everyone would uh, yeah, go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> no, we you don't know, want two, that. Two, two of your and my favorite cartoon characters, and we've talked about this, would be Fred and Barney, right? Fred Flintstone, Barney Rubble. I love them, yeah. Uh, they appear in the latest commercial for, for Midas. Midas the spot, yeah. yeah, the spot yeah. shows Fred and Barney in a Midas uh, shop asking the mechanic questions, and the mechanic then asks Fred and Barney, do you smell something burning? Mm-hmm. And, of course, what we're talking about there would be what? Fred's feet, his of feet, course. Exactly That's where, right. Those were his breaks. Yeah. Uh, I thought the spot was a great, uh, a great concept here. It ends with the... Uh, 
Trust the Mighty, Midas Touch song being mm-hmm. sung by Fred and Barney and the character voices, DDB Chicago, yeah. created the campaign. And uh, No, it's a, it's a cute spot. I yeah, really. I wonder is. how you keep getting Fred and Barney voices when these gentlemen pass on. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, you know, uh, I wonder what kind of – I didn't see a, a cost of the uh, using the characters – which, uh, you know, I don't know that they use those characters anymore anyway, but it was a great idea yeah. of re, uh, repurposing old cartoon characters and appealing to the baby boomers that can relate to those characters. And that's what we talk about all the time as well. It's a real good connection, too, because we all know how Fred stopped his car with his feet. So Right. That's good. So you can get lifetime feet now. What a good deal. We're going to take a break here before we take a, a commercial break and check in with Patrick Meyer here on The Advertising Show. Stick around. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer. Today I'm going to talk to you about something I call partners for the future. Let me share with you a quote from a very good friend, a CMO of a major company. He said, just give me a handful of young, aggressive, scrappy companies that really want to drive my business forward. They don't need to be in a mega agency. They just have to be on my team and focused in a solution-neutral way on driving my business forward. What he was looking for was progressive thinking to drive his business forward. At Now Inc., we did a survey recently of the top CEOs, CMOs, and marketers. 98% said the Internet, new information sources, and word of mouth had empowered the consumer like never before. 91% said, I know my brand's advertising and marketing spending could be more effective. Lastly, 96% said, I'd reallocate my marketing and advertising spending against those vehicles that would deliver greater sales impact and ROI. The message here is that there are resources out there that can really help you go forward. There are product development companies, retail design agencies, viral and experiential groups, urban marketing teams, regional agencies. There are a whole host of companies that you can bring in. Grab the right handful, let your marketing team lead them, but make sure they're clustered with a handful of other partners. doesn't have to be a big agency. just has to be a collection of agencies that are all surrounding your team. Make sure next that you've got insights to drive them forward. They understand their mission and what they need to do. Meet frequently, keep them solution neutral, and make sure you pay them for performance. And that is the model going forward. You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. This is Patrick Meyer, CEO of Now. And remember, the marketing revolution has begun. For more, go to nowinc.net. It's the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth about to bring uh, Rance Crane back on with us out of Orlando, president of Crane Communications, editor-in-chief at Advertising Age magazine. Uh, Bill Ford, Brad. Mm-hmm. Bill Ford is the uh, Ford Motor chairman and CEO. What a great name to be, Bill Ford Jr., right? And he mm-hmm. is in a – I don't know. Have you seen these? He stars in a new slate of commercials by uh, – uh, let's see, what is it? Penn, Schoen, Berland, and Olga V. Mather. Ford reportedly works without a script in the spots titled Innovation and Compass in a campaign. Oh, I guess it's breaking. Well, it broke last week. So uh, very interesting. Uh, no, I haven't him seen there. him. He he did a few. Uh, he did some spots a few years ago, which I thought were a little stiff. And uh, I like the idea. I haven't seen him, but I like the idea that if he's ad-libbing and speaking off the cuff. And, you know, who knows? Maybe the agency sat with... Uh, with Bill and some others, and noticed that the guy has, uh, you know, a great, uh, 
great way of talking off the cuff and decided mm-hmm. that that might be a creative uh, strategy to follow. And if they did that and it comes off real and believable, what, what a great idea. I've not seen the spots yet. Have you, Ray? No, no, I haven't either. And, and I'm not yeah. sure whether the way this says it in here, this was a... Uh, a Friday article, so maybe what they mean is it starts uh, this coming week or something like that as opposed to this past week. I don't know. Well, knowing Ford, they've got enough media budget. We will see it, right? Yes, exactly. I'll be curious to see what it says and what it looks like as well. Rance Crane uh, back in just a minute on the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth and much more to come. Your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Schillings and Brad Forsyth. Another public service announcement from Brill Cream. Men, beware. Use one dab of Brill Cream. Just a little dab makes your hair look excitingly clean, disturbingly healthy. This man dared to use two dabs. Now he's in trouble. We refuse to be responsible. <laughs> yes. Never want to put too much Brill Cream in your hair. Might get hit by lightning. On the advertising show, it's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Our special guest uh, this weekend is Rance Crane, who is president of Crane Communications and editor-in-chief of Advertising Age magazine. Rance, uh, welcome back to the advertising show. Good to have you here, and thanks for being with us uh, uh, on a Sunday afternoon that you may be uh, doing other things. So this is nice that you're able to stick around with us. I'm hey, glad to do it. We, we were talking about the uh, the, um, you know, the Bill Ford spot. And yeah. you, were, you were talking about the fact that you had uh, just uh, recently done an editorial on that. Yeah, it, uh, this is g- g- going to be hard for you guys to believe, but um, I read about it in um, in uh, Automotive News, which is one of our publications, mm-hmm. and, and uh, they talked about the ad campaign, but they said that um, Bill Ford was really going to be talking about um, uh, he, he was going to he was going to position his company as one that had scientific innovation, and he was using as an example of that scientific innovation the fact that they will be bringing out a lineup of hybrid cars, but not until five years from now. <laughs> so he is basing his whole spiel about scientific innovation and how scientifically innovative they are on a line of cars that has not even come out. And hmm. frankly, in five years, hybrid cars might not uh, be the uh, energy yeah. source that, that is even prevalent. In those times, because everybody else is working on the next stage yeah. after hybrid cars. Okay. But he said um, somewhere along the line, Bill Ford said, "Well, you know, we were doing our marketing research, and uh, people didn't seem to uh, have the uh, right notion about the company, and they wanted to change that." Well, the problem is. They probably did have the right notion about the company, but it's not one that Ford wanted them to have. <laughs> and the point I think that I want to make, the larger point here, and maybe this ties back to our conversation before, is you, you can't make up a brand image out of whole cloth. It's got to be based on the, the core value of the brand, what the brand is really all about, the essence of the brand. 
and you can't make it what you wish it were. Mm-hmm. It's got to be what it is. And that's why I think 20 or 30 years ago when um, ad agencies and, and advertisers, for that matter, were bolder, they were able to accept themselves as they were. Uh, but today, I think uh, it's sort of wishful thinking, and it's based on whole cloth. And that's why uh, a lot of the advertising is, number one, doesn't resonate with anybody, and number two, is ineffective. You know, what a great point. I think uh, we, you know, we are advertising and uh, professionals, and, and we work in the industry or media professionals for many of our listeners, but we're also consumers. And I think we, yeah. we can relate to what you just said in terms of, you know, when, when a message resonates with uh, us as consumers, it's typically because the message uh, ties in with our brand experience, exactly. and it's only when it does that does the message actually uh, resonate, and it becomes memorable in the minds of the consumer. Staying with the automotive uh, idea or, or conversation for a moment, and by the way, Ray, these Crane Brothers, now now see, Brands just plugged Keith's publication, yeah, yeah. and uh, Keith being editor-in-chief of Automotive News, so now Keith owes you a plug next okay. time he's interviewed. That's so. Enough. We'll make sure and get word to, to Keith on that. Uh, Advertising Age readers had many opinions on whether or not former chairman Lee Iacocca was the right pitch man for yeah. Daimler yeah. just a while back. Uh, of course, uh, Tom Mesner, director of marketing, uh, I liked his quote, who is uh, director of marketing for Euro RSCG New York, commented that if Lee doesn't work, perhaps they could go even further back to Joe Garagiola or <laughs> maybe even exhume Bob Hope and, and bring him back as well. Well, Curious, they were all uh, effective, though, weren't they? So well, they were effective, uh, and maybe it was, uh, you know, it's. I looked, I saw the Lee Iacocca spots, and my way in would be, it reminded me of when uh, Muhammad Ali would keep coming back after his prime, and I would have rather remembered him in his prime rather than those last few uh, championship bouts. And I think the same thing is true of Lee. He's only as good as his script or his creative, uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I didn't know that it was that all that effective, in my opinion. What are your thoughts, Rance? Well, I, I, didn't, I, I really didn't mind it that much because, you know, it's a great line. If you can buy, if you can, what is it, if you can find a better car, buy it. Right. You know, that great line he brought back and uh, a lot of people still. I think the guy's weathered pretty well over the years myself. Yeah, he didn't look too worse for the wear. I I didn't think. I guess the I guess my concern was he was truly the pitch man that would stand in front of the camera, look at look the, look yeah. into the lens and and connect with the people, as opposed to what seemed now a bit of a scripted. Let's well, make right. to an actor. And he believed what he said. You know, he believed in Chrysler. Right. And and I I don't think you get enough of that these days. I mean, if you, if you can make up, if Bill Ford can make up a. Uh, the fact, uh, trying to convince us that they're scientifically innovative uh, uh, about a line of cars that won't come out for five years. Well, compare that to a guy like Lee Iacocca who's talking from his heart about, uh, or he was talking from his heart 20 years ago about how much he believed in the in the Chrysler Corporation, and he. My God, he single-handedly saved the company, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Single, single-handedly did that. Last uh, hour, we ended the segment talking about agency reviews. We have just about a minute left here, Rance. About BMW 
sorry? About 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Well, we're going to next uh, segment talk about the BMW review that they called and Fallon, their yeah. successful agency for so long, said, uh, forget it. Do it yourself. I don't want to be involved with it. We're not going to participate in the review. Have that at BMW. And BMW lost their uh, agency of, what, 15 years hmm. of doing some outstanding work. Want to get your opinion, weigh in on that and yeah. do that maybe what, Ray, next segment? I would think that that would be a good time to do it. Uh, it's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth here on the advertising show. We have some more time? Oh, we do. Okay. How much <laughs> well, more time do we have, Doug? About 30 seconds. Well, Brad, you know a good joke. <laughs> well, yeah. There, there were these two ad men that were sitting at Michael's Restaurant in New York. Yes. I, well, I don't know. That, that's as far as I can go with it. And it did it have anything to do with the station the wagon full? Two sitting in Michael's, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but I want to direct you to the uh, to the advertisingshow.com, the website. Uh, there is a lot of great stuff there. We uh, we talked about the podcast, the RSS. You know, before we streamed the show live, and uh, that's really cool. And we archived the show uh, commercial-free in a compacted version that you could uh, actually listen to off the website. Now with the RSS and podcast stuff, you have an opportunity to uh, take it wherever you want to go and uh, take it with you and uh, share it with uh, you know friends via the email or or whatever you want to do. So it's go to the advertisingshow.com and you can find that out. Websites are very exciting these days, aren't they? Oh yeah. I, I really look at them as worldwide television networks. And whatever people can do with them to make them better is really important too, as well. We're going to come back and talk uh, with uh, Rance Crane and uh, much more on the advertising show with Ray Show and Brad Forsyth. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Uh, these are the three largest selling soft drinks. Now, let's have a look and see what makes them so popular. Uh, as you can see, this one is a cola. It looks like a cola. It uh, tastes like a cola. This one's a cola, too. It's On the advertising show, Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth. Yes, it's a commercial for 7-Up, a television spot from uh, from years ago. And uh, we are uh, we are back with uh, the advertising show. Our special guest out of Orlando this weekend is Rance Crane, who is president of Crane Communications and editor in chief of Advertising Age magazine. So great to have Rance on the show. And uh, but before we get back to the interview here, I want to jump right in here. And uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, he's all over the place. He's in the City Business Journal's uh, publications and uh, does a lot of great stuff uh, all around the world. And uh, we of course have him here on the advertising show as well. And uh, here's Jeffrey. You can play. Quick takes on sales and customer relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city business journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary, don't you dare listen. Now, here's Jeffrey. You ever think about what happens to angry customers? Well, from a variety of reliable research, here's a compilation of interesting statistics. 91% who leave will never return. 96% who leave won't tell you the real reason that they left. 80% will do business with you again if their problem is handled quickly to their complete happiness. When the incident is real bad and they leave, the stories about what happened will be retold for years. And interestingly, 
Most of the time, when you lose or get fired by a customer, it always seems to be their fault. I'd love to have a dollar for every customer who was wrongly blamed. 99% of the time, it's easy to assess who's to blame. Just look in the mirror, your mirror. I'm going to leave you with two questions. What are you doing to build loyalty and ensure repeat purchases? And the second question is, are your customers re-signing or resigning? Quick takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gittimer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear Jeffrey say, This is Jeffrey Gittimer reminding you that if no one responds to your ad, it may be because your ad sucks. And on that note, <laughs> we're back with uh, with Rance. By the way, did you wash your hands? Good. Yeah. President of Crane Communications, Editor-in-Chief of Advertising H Magazine. Welcome back to the show, Rance. Thanks, Thanks. for being here. Thank you. Yeah, before we ended the uh, segment last uh, at the bottom of the hour, we were talking about uh, agency reviews and teeing up the question about... Uh, BMW and, yeah. and how how they did uh, and to repeat just how they did call for an agency review and Fallon uh, call it courageous or call it stupidity on their part Fallon said uh, you want an agency review fine we've been your agency for uh, 10 15 years and successfully uh, doing a great award winning work that truly is trackable and ROI for BMW and they said uh, have your agency review but count us out what are your thoughts on that Rance I I sort of think that uh, they should have stuck around and uh, and gotten the satisfaction out of beating everybody uh, and, and and regaining the account, unless they they thought that the deck was definitely stacked against them. Sounds but like you know it. the real tragedy here is that's one of the great lines in the, in advertising, uh, the ultimate driving machine. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that uh, whoever's now in charge of BMW is going to? Uh, uh, reverse things and uh, and have an entirely different kind of uh, uh, slogan and undo smart, so many not. years of great advertising. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean that's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 possibility could happen. You know, and speaking of great lines, we've all heard the line uh, that uh, GE used for so many years, which is Ray. We bring good things to life. Yeah. Right. And last week's uh, guest, Phil Dusenberry, former right. BBDO North America chairman, was a guest here on the show. And uh, in a recent article, you talk about uh, your friend Dick Criswell, who's uh, another retired ad agency guy who came up with a great idea about leveraging the brain power of ad folks who have yeah. uh, no longer uh, actively in the business. Talk about this idea. I thought it was very fascinating. Well, it's Dick's idea, of course, and he's a great uh, ad guy um, who had uh, four or five uh, offices down in South America, he and his partner uh, Joe Novak, and then they were bought out by Leo Burnett. Uh, but he's still got as many good ideas as ever, and his idea is for to start something that he calls the Ad Agers, which would be a bunch of uh, retired or about to retire advertising guys who still want to make a contribution. 
and not only just in advertising, but to make a contribution maybe even to society. It sounds like and, the Champions Tour, Rance. Yeah. <laughs> in, a way, in a way, it is, you know, that, yeah. and that's not a bad name for it, you know, because those guys are champions, like Phil Dusenberry, who's oh, yeah. a bigger champion than him. No kidding. And, uh, and so they thought that advertising age could be a great conduit uh, to, to put uh, ad guys in t- uh, or retired ad guys in touch with one another and uh, to uh, come up with great uh, uh, ideas and, and uh, great things that they can do that not only makes a contribution to the advertising business, but, you know, maybe helps get involved in, in restoring, uh, helping restore um, um, the Gulf Coast or at least come up with an advertising slogan that can help and one guy wrote in and he said, why not, uh, he said, I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a, a slogan free of charge, and that is, renew Orleans, which I thought was pretty <laughs> damn clever. I, I like that. And, you know, with the, with the name, the Ad Agers, uh, you, I don't know if they came up with the name first and then asked for your involvement or the other way around, no, but with the name like... came up with the name, the Ad Agers. <laughs> well, with a name like that playing off of your brand, uh, the uh, Ad Age, of course, that's a, that's a win-win. Yeah. The, the the event that you're involved with, just as a quick uh, mention here, if you like what you're hearing and you're in our home market of Houston, the event that you're involved in next week, a uh, fundraiser for the Advertising Education Foundation of Houston, a uh, fundraiser that's going to award scholarships to college students that are more likely to seek out a career in marketing communications, uh, promises to be an enlightening speech. And if you're interested in that, just go to H H A org and to learn more uh, and I'm, I'm curious what do you think you, you're a you're an alumnus of both DePaul as well as Northwestern University in, in your opinion Rance uh, young talent today coming out of school are they uh, are they actively pursuing uh, uh, an interest in advertising and is the talent uh, the same as what it was say 10 20 years ago I don't I don't know if they're uh of pursuing advertising per se as much as, for instance, at Northwestern, we have a great program on integrated uh, uh, communications. And that, that seems more of the direction that they're going rather than pursuing just straight advertising, as, as, as far as I can tell. But yet, I think, and, and, and uh, I know you guys would agree with this, I think we need great advertising people. We need great ideas that play off the heritage of the brand, you know, like we were talking before. Not making stuff up, because more and more now, you know, the, the, the situation is there, there, there are lots of uh, communication out there because of all the blogs that are out there on the Internet and people talking back and forth about the brand. If you're not true to the brand, more than ever, people know about it, and they will communicate with each other, and they will destroy your ad campaign before mm-hmm. it even gets started. <laughs> so it's got to be, you know, advertising, I think, has got to be honest, and it's got to be true, and uh, it's got to be from the heart. And um, in today's big business climate, both on the agency side and the advertiser side, I'm not sure there's room for that anymore. 
Well, you know, we just ended uh, Advertising Week uh, in New York. Do you yeah. think uh, the industry is doing a good job with Advertising Week and creating, uh, uh, well, here we go. We've run out of time, right? And it well, always happens. We could we could ask that question to France when it comes to the yeah, Houston area. Yeah, ask me back again. There you go. <laughs> Anytime, Rance. As always, it's a pleasure to have Thank you, you. part of the Advertising Show. Thank you, guys. You guys do a great show. Thank you very oh, much. Thank you. Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show. It ain't over yet. There's more to come. Stick around. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is the Advertising Show. No matter what shape your stomach's in. Of course, you kind of got to have the pictures to go along with that, but they're so <laughs> present. Uh, talk about a great uh, campaign that they put together, no matter what shape your stomach is in. That was actually a, a song as well, so it's uh, kind of a cool classic spot. Boy, I'll tell you one thing. Rance Crane, what an incredible man. And uh, it's uh, <laughs> if, you, if you are in the Houston market and you want to come to the event, you can go to haf.org and uh, find out more. And you get a table, go. Get a, get a chance to meet the man. Yeah. Very interesting guy. Enjoyed having him on as well. Um, go, go ahead, Brian. Well, I was going to say, as usual, and, and thank you for mentioning that again, Ray. As usual, when you have great guests on, and we do frequently, you have uh, a load of questions you didn't get around to. I, in particular, was wanting to and didn't get a chance to uh, talk about the uh, the American Magazine Conference held in Puerto Rico. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and ask me that question then? Uh, okay. Well, yeah. what did you think of George Lois? I understand he really regaled the uh, AMC audience uh, about his tales of being the famed Esquire cover guy from back in the 60s and just really lambasted the magazine industry. What were your take on that, Ray? I can't answer that. I wasn't there. <laughs> go ahead. Next question. Okay. We'll get these uh, wrapped up quickly. How do you like that bar across the street from where your offices are? Is it as good as the one that closed about eight months ago? And I know you've been there. It's better. It's better. It's better. Yeah. <laughs> we're not giving them a free plug, okay? No, we're not. And they <laughs> go out of business. That's Yeah, that's true. Or we could help them go out of business. That's fine. Uh, Andy Borowitz is a regular feature here on the advertising show. Uh, for those, well, Tom DeLay was everywhere. He was on the front page of, of CNN everywhere. Where he wasn't, I found it very interesting. He was supposed to be at the courthouse. He told, they, they said that he was going to surrender at the Fort Bend courthouse. But instead he changed it and went to Harris County. The, seriously. Yeah, seriously. And CNN and a whole bunch of people were on Fort Bend. It was like, where's Tom? Oh. <laughs> and he uh, surrendered. Pretty nice move, huh? Exactly. But uh, yeah. Andy Borowitz has his own take on this. Hi, this is Andy Borowitz for The Advertising Show. And now, here's this week's feature from The Borowitz Report. Representative Tom DeLay said this past week that even if he was convicted of crimes for which he has been indicted in the state of Texas, he will continue fundraising for future political campaigns while serving time in prison. A defiant DeLay told reporters in Washington that being incarcerated would not slow his fundraising efforts one iota because it would enable him to tap into a cash-rich network of convicted CEOs. If I'm behind bars, you can bet your fanny I'll be reaching out to Dennis Kozlowski, Bernie Evers, and the rest of my people, DeLay said. I might be able to raise more money in prison than I could on the outside. The specter of DeLay hitting the fundraising mother load while serving a prison sentence sent shivers through the Democratic Party establishment 
with some party leaders openly wondering if there are any Democratic congressmen who could serve time behind bars to level the fundraising playing field. But after a top-level meeting of the Democratic National Committee, DNC Chief Howard Dean was pessimistic that a Democrat could be recruited to break a law or two and follow delay through the prison gates. If we Democrats are ever going to be competitive with Republicans in terms of fundraising, we simply are going to have to get better at committing crimes, Mr. Dean said. Elsewhere, Nintendo and McDonald's announced that they were teaming up to provide access to Nintendo's wireless gaming service at McDonald's restaurants, thus enabling McDonald's customers to become even more sedentary and obese than ever before. This is Andy Borowitz, and this has been a special edition of the Borowitz Report from the Advertising Show. To read more reports or to receive daily email alerts, log on to BorowitzReport.com. This is Andy Borowitz saying, keep it fake, baby. Yeah, and we're not indicted. No, sir, Bob. <laughs> no. Not yet. Anyway, not yet. Don't say that. <laughs> you pay your taxes, don't you? Good, 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 good. Not okay. uh, four years ago when you and I both decided to just set that one out. Oh, good. Okay. No, I'm That's kidding. A, yeah, I pay every year. I, I certainly file. I don't know if I pay. We have uh, we have two pronunciations on our next guest coming up uh, next week. Is it Levine or Levine? I would say Levine. Levine, okay. Robert yeah. Levine is a contributing writer for Business 2.0 magazine, and uh, we'll have him on the show and look forward to that as well. Before we wrap things up, though, do you like Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Is that you, mm, you get a kick out of that? Okay. Yeah, it's all right. Because it's really well, I don't want to not say it's it's not healthy, <laughs> but it sure is good. No, uh, it's not healthy. No, that's why it's so good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ben and Jerry is undertaking an ad campaign reminiscent of the company's early days when its socially conscious efforts won its uh, legions of fans. And the company's first of five commercials laments the, the decline of family-owned farms in the United States. It marks hmm. the company's first television ad campaign in a decade so they're back on television and well, they're doing something to uh to make a statement about their ice cream well just like rance was saying it's a great example of a brand getting back to what it's uh, mm-hmm. uh what it was known for prior to when people were just really coming to the brand and experiencing the brand for what it was because i think everybody thought uh you know, when you look at Ben and Jerry, you know just from looking at them they're a couple of hippies that probably you know smoked a lot of pot when they were younger yeah I'm just throwing that out, and that's why they ate all that ice cream because they got the munchies. Uh, you know, I would I would think you would agree, Ray. The iPod is certainly a cultural phenomenon, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, right. And and you know what they've been able to do the, to the digital audio format. We're hearing a lot about the upcoming uh, video iPod uh, issues. There will be whether content uh, can be cleared to be able to be viewed through the. Uh, video iPod, but if it comes about and all that comes together, it certainly will change the uh, the world of video streaming. But more than half of the U.S. Internet population, 94 million people, according to recent surveys, viewed streaming video online. Uh, this, according to data released uh, by Comscore Networks, during the three-month period ending this past June, the average customer viewed 73 minutes of streaming video content Per month online, the number is uh, higher among the so-called uh, lost boys of the 18 to 34, mm-hmm. and uh, the average 84 minutes uh, online video per viewer for the uh, 18 to 34. But, you know, people are already doing this uh, online viewing uh, video streaming through their computer connection, and if they can do that through a download to a video iPod, I think we're going to see a, a change in the uh, 
change in the world of uh, video delivery systems. Oh, absolutely. And it's an exciting change, too, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've uh, been talking a lot about cars today. There's a couple of articles here. There's one from uh, uh, one of the advertising uh, magazines about Saab's. Saab. That's an interesting card, to, to say the least. But mm-hmm. Saab's first new image campaign in more than a year aims to add luster to its auto line by capitalizing on its history as a maker of fighter jets. <laughs> Could be interesting. <laughs> campaign uh, from uh, uh, Interpublic Group's Low in New York uses the tagline, Born from Jets, to emphasize performance technology and fuel efficiency. Don't know about fuel efficiency. Jets burn yeah. a lot of fuel, but uh, <laughs> that's kind of an interesting statement. Have to yeah. see what it looks like. Well, you don't associate uh, jets with fuel efficiency, do you? No, you don't. Uh, right. But performance and technology, I suppose. But the uh, Saab has always been an interesting vehicle, well, unusual car. You know, when I think of Saab, I think of the commercials they did many years ago with the U.S. ski team, and that it was known as oh a, yeah, a, yeah 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 it's known as a, a car you use in a in a colder climate, mm-hmm. and that it was able to get through the uh, snow, and then also they had heated seats. I used to ride in a oh that's uh, right that's yeah, right you, when you ride in a Saab in in South Texas with the heated seats, you kind of ask yourself why would someone own a vehicle with heated seats in South Texas. <laughs> Very good reason, although I know people who do that. <laughs> My seats were heated already in South Texas, and they didn't even have the switch. Yeah, just leave your sunroof open, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like leather, hot leather. <laughs> Not good. We hope you enjoyed today's show, and also uh, want to direct you again to haf.org. And uh, uh, go check out Rand's Crane this uh, coming, I guess it's this coming Friday, right, Brad? Friday? Oh, yeah, right. Okay. October 28th. Okay. Next week, uh, Robert Levine Levine, contributing writer, Business 2.0 magazine. As we wrap up the month of October here on The Advertising Show. And uh, we also invite you to go to our website, theadvertisingshow.com. We are doing podcasts and RSS feeds now for you to share with your friends the shows that we have produced and uh, produced all, all the many years we've been here as well. Go check it out. The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth is brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show is a big radio ministry production.